0: Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this.
1: I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on.
2: Marker 810 go. The eggies. Merrill
0: for the lead!
2: The jazz. Uh-oh.
0: It. the three. It! The high schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it.
1: Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying.
2: Second hour of the full court press on a happy Friday to you, one and all. 106 on FM, 1390 AM, the fan streaming and also on our mobile app as well, which you can find totally free in the App Store. Eric France and Amajay Salison, thanks for joining us, however, wherever you're doing so. Hope you're having a wonderful Friday and you're getting ready for the freaking weekend. Uh, a little bit of Easter egg uh, weekend coming up. You know, you can do the old uh, egg roll down Old Main. No, actually, um, actually, I can't tell you what I'm gonna do because I think it might be not good. <laughs> Why? I, I'm not telling you. I'll, I'll do it and then I'll tell you what happens. Is, uh, Are you dressing up as an Easter bunny no, somewhere? No, 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 heck no! Oh, absolutely not! No. <clears throat> um, I'll make sure nothing goes wrong, and then I'll tell you what I did after. Oh, uh,
1: one of those. Yeah, okay. one of those. It's frightening.
2: Uh, if you want to text into our Guild text line, four three five three three nine zero three two one again, four three five three three nine zero three two one A big thanks to Gill Mortgage for being a part of today's show and of course as always a part of our text line. Karen Hilton and her team will take care of you. Find a loan to fit your life. You can call them at 435 lost the number 294-2480 or you can stop in at 180 West 1200 South Suite 220. Talk to Karen Hilton, talk to her team and they'll take care of you and your mortgage. Uh, again, text in a four three five three three nine zero three two one. Got a really busy second hour coming up here. Utah Jazz get ready for game one of the NBA playoffs for them in round one as they'll head to Dallas to take on the Mavericks. No Luka Doncic tomorrow. Doubtful for game two as well. We'll talk about what that means. And speaking of Utah Jazz and playoffs, how about the Friday five best, five best playoff series in Utah Jazz franchise history. Love to hear from you guys. Text them in. Games, memories, playoffs, you tell us. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. I'd love to
1: know, yeah, like who wh- were those series the Jazz have been involved with in the playoffs, and what what were the best series that you saw? Mm-hmm. But also, like sometimes a series can take on a life of its own with a rivalry that emerges, or yeah. it's a something pre-existing that developed during the season or a holdover from the year previous. Yeah. So what were, what are some of those better? postseason rivalries that we've seen the Jazz involved with. Uh, I, earlier I asked AJ, now who the Jazz have faced more than anybody in the playoffs and if you missed it, the Jazz have squared off against the Rockets nine different times since 1984. Nine times? Nine different times. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers six, Lakers six, the Spurs five times, and the Nuggets five times. So on the flip side... Who is it that the Jazz have not seen very much of in the playoffs? So you did a really good job going through and recounting every team the Jazz have faced, a total of 14 different teams the Jazz have squared off against in the playoffs. I just gave you some of the teams they've faced the most. Who have they faced the least? Memphis. Okay. They've faced the Grizzlies one time.
2: Um... Oh, this is a good question. Uh not the Warriors. Um I, I've got I swear I got one. so I'm gonna say I think I'm wrong on this, the Clippers.
1: They have faced the Clippers four times.
2: Yeah, so that's not right. Uh no. five two four two says Minnesota.
1: They have never faced Minnesota, Minnesota in the playoffs. I was gonna
2: say I'd be yeah, I don't think they ever have. Um who they've not oh jeez. Lakers, Blazers, King. I'm going to say, not Kings? So they have faced the Sacramento Kings three times. Good heck, I'm not doing so well on this round.
1: So there's one other team that they've only faced once. Okay. And, uh, again, we're, we'll exclude the Bulls because... <gasps> Eastern no. Conference, you know or the NBA, the NBA Finals. So we're looking at just like in the Western just Conference, one team, right? Or just so one there's tribe. one one other team they faced once, one team they faced twice, and uh, let's see, there's two teams they faced three times, and you already mentioned one of them.
2: Okay. So, well, oh wait, 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 wait. How about the uh, so besides Memphis, the Mavericks.
1: So they faced the Dallas Mavericks twice, only twice. Really, this, this will be the, the third, third time. time, right? Yeah. Um. So there's one other team they've only faced once, and you mentioned the Kings, who they faced three times. There's one other <gasps> team they faced three <gasps> times.
2: I got, I got, I got, to got, I got a um, ah, uh, uh, eight, two thousand eighteen Thunder. Correct,
1: Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. Now. You, some might argue, well, that should be connected with the Seattle Supersonics franchise, but... It's not. It's, it's different. It's a different city, different
2: team, different logo, different everything. Yes.
1: They faced the Sonics four times. Four times, right? But there's one other team that they faced only three times in the playoffs.
2: Only three times. Is that San Antonio?
1: No. They faced
2: the Spurs five times. Five? Yep. Uh, What about the Suns? That is correct. I just remember... They faced the Suns like in 92, 93.
1: So they faced the Suns or was it
2: 91?
1: In 91 they faced the Suns again in well in 1990. But they first faced them in the uh in 1984 in the second round. Then they faced them again in 1990 and again in 1991. In
2: 1990 did they win that series? No. They didn't. They beat him in '91, though, dude. That's a good team to beat in the playoffs because they were loaded: Dan Marley, Danny Ainge, Kevin Johnson, Charles Barkley. Kevin Johnson always
1: got the better of John Stockton.
2: Oh, dude, just shredded that dude. Yeah, made John made John Stockton look overrated. That was hard to do.
1: Yeah. Um. Because everybody was like, "Why does John Stockton shoot more? Look at this guy. What he's doing? He's actually shooting and scoring." <laughs>
2: Uh, did it. I, I was going to ask you, what was. Okay, because we're going to get to the. Well, maybe it'll be part of your Friday Five best. So I got to be careful how I ask this and what you answer. But was there a series that you want back the most? Like, what series, exclude the NBA playoff or NBA finals, what series do you remember you've watched and you're like, I would die to have that series back? Like, let's do it again with those guys. We would have beat them. No, uh, <laughs> bubbles. We don't need your answer.
1: <laughs> She's trying to answer answer for me. Boy, that's really good because I I, I think of the uh, the bubble series against the Nuggets. Oh,
2: dude, that one still hurts. Uh,
1: I I think about the series against the the Clippers last year. Um, that really stands out.
2: Um, boy, those probably stand out the most. Okay, let me give you one and tell me if you would disagree or agree with me. Um, I'm going to take you back to 1995-96 season. Seattle Supersonics. Lost the first two, won game three, lost game four, down three games to one. Fight back and take it to a game seven back to Seattle. They're up by nine in the, I think, going in, no, in the fourth quarter. They're up by six, or no, nine in the fourth quarter. Lose that game. That one still hurts me. Like, they just – they could not get a call either. Like, they could not get a call that saves their lives in that, like, final stretch of the fourth quarter. I want that supersonic seven-game series back. And then you would have saw the Bulls three straight years.
1: Yeah. That was a tough Bulls team to face that year. Yeah, that's true. But um, I I, I also want to include the 2001 series against the Mavericks. Mm. Jazz were up two games to nothing. Oh. And then they changed their defensive game plan yeah. and did everything they could to keep the ball out of John Stockton's hands. And the Jazz just could never nah. figure it out. Yeah. And Mavericks won three in a row. Jazz uh, had a great team, great record that year. Looked like, okay, you know, we've rebounded from what happened with Chicago. We one last gasp here with the old team. And then the Mavericks bounced them in the first round. They easily could have been the team to represent the West in but the NBA Finals that year.
2: Five two four two says blowing that three one lead against Denver. That still, I, I that still bothers me because that team was healthy. They looked good. They looked. I mean, Mike Conley was as healthy as we could have asked for. You have three games to one, just cruising, and you lose three straight to Denver. Still, yeah, that was still hard. Still alive. Because the way Donovan was playing in the bubble, he yeah. was so good. I'm not so sure they don't go to the NBA Finals that year. I honestly, I think they would have beat that LA Lakers team. Mm-hmm. I think they had every matchup in their favor. LeBron James was LeBron James, and that's fine. He's gonna get what he gets. But I just don't think they would have had an answer for Donovan Mitchell. I don't. It, yeah, yeah. It's, that's that one's gonna eat at me for a while. Uh, all right. Again, bringing me all in four three five three three nine zero three two on your favorite series. And Utah Jazz playoff basketball history, excluding the NBA Finals. Let's go ahead and talk some NBA basketball. Uh, there is two playing games tonight, don't forget. Uh, one of them starts in about 20 minutes. And that will be the Atlanta Hawks and Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Cleveland trying to bounce back after getting beat by the Brooklyn Nets. Atlanta is in this game thanks to a win over Charlotte. A blowout win, actually, 132-103. And then later on tonight...
1: And some injury concerns on both teams. Oh, absolutely. So, big yeah, ones, too, who, by the way. Who steps up to fill those gaps? Well,
2: Jerry, does Jared Jerry Allen return? And if he does, that's a big shot in the arm for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. The night capper tonight also deals with some uh, injury storyline. The L.A. Clippers, uh, back at it, will take on, or at least host, excuse me, the New Orleans Pelicans. But for the Clippers, they're down Paul George, who is right now in health and safety protocols and will miss tonight's game. Without Paul George and without Kawhi Leonard, the New Orleans Pelicans beat the L.A. Clippers three games to one in their four-game regular season series. In fact, those three wins, none of them were even close. And Uh, none of
1: them featured C.J. McCollum.
2: Yep. And that might help, too, for the New Orleans. I mean, honestly, that could do a lot... And that's, that. by the way, that game is in L.A. Uh, inside this, the not what is it, not Staples Center. What is it like? Crypto.com. Crypto.com. Congratulations to you, Crypto. Uh, <laughs> crypto.com Arena. So, uh, are, are, go ahead. with
1: Obviously, still some games tonight, but so far, has the play-in tournament achieved what the NBA would have hoped to create with the play-in
2: tournament? Yes. How so? Because you could honestly give a crap less. Like, right? you know, we're the eight seed, and we just we're not gonna go play the one seed and get the crap beat out of. it. We don't want to do that. And like, if you're the ten seed, you'd be like, you know what, one, two, three, Cancun, let's go home. Like, let's just go there, get beat, go home. Uh, I actually find these games to be competitive. I think the teams actually try and go out there and try to win. I I feel like we're still getting competitive basketball out of it. I've been I've been impressed so far.
1: I really like it. and when, initially, when I heard about it, I was not really sold on it, but it 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 prevents um, teams, yes, there's some teams that are gonna tank and they've been working on it for a little while. <laughs> yeah, but there are other teams that they're not sure. are they gonna be competitive competitive team or not? but it it keeps more teams competitive and and fighting. Really, a a lot of teams, it's not just those trying to get into the play-in tournament. It's also good teams trying to stay out of the play-in tournament. Plus, it rewards your number one and your number two seeds. They get one extra day of rest, and they face teams that have been fighting during this week to to stay alive. So it, it adds a little more incentive to having the number one seed or the number two seed. Um, because otherwise, we've seen that sometimes seeding doesn't matter. But in this case, your seeding matters a lot. Are you going to be involved in this play in tournament? Like being number seven and not slipping to number, or excuse me, number six and not slipping to number seven, that's a big deal. That's yeah, important. It is. Uh, trying to get that number one or number two seed, you get extra time. And then you're facing a, somebody who's been fighting to even be there. So, I really like how this play-in tournament is working out for the
2: NBA. Eric, 1570's got a question for us. Who do you think is the Jazz' most clutch player ever in the postseason? I know a lot of people will say Stockton because of his three against the Houston Rockets, but D. Will was an awesome clutch player. Can I throw a hot take at you? I'm going to say Carlos Boozer. Dude, he showed up in the playoffs. I loved Carlos in the playoffs. Regular season? No, absolutely positively no way. In Um, the playoffs, the guy was good. Hmm.
1: Yeah, Boozer. Boozer had some great playoff games. We were just looking at some of the breaks. See, like he had uh, like a thirty-five and fourteen game yeah. against the Houston Rockets. Uh, he was he was great. If he could have just been a little more genuine, man, that guy was. He would have been a regular first-team All-NBA guy. Um, most clutch Jazz player.
2: In fact,
1: boy, yeah, D. Will was was good. Um, if he wouldn't have hurt his wrist, that could have affected him a little bit more. Um, but he was clutch. I, I love that he like relished the opportunity to take over a game. Uh, Stockton always, to a fault, would defer to other guys. Hit a shot when he needed to. But he was always looking to find somebody else to make the play. He- I mean, he would make plays himself. But, uh, gosh... Yeah, I probably would put Darren Williams ahead of John Stockton there. I would. That's, put, that's I,
2: really good. I would put Darren ahead of John Stockton in a lot of ways, just in the postseason. Carlos Boozer, by the way, in the 06 7 postseason, Carlos Boozer in 38 minutes, 17 games total, uh, went 23 points, nine boards. Actually, sorry, 23 points, 12 and a half boards, three assists, one and a half steals, one block. Uh, Darren Williams in 17 games, 38 and a half minutes guys played major minutes 19 and a half points uh four and a half boards nine actually eight and a half assists two steals eric he did have the team high four turnovers but that's
1: god they were a force dude
2: they were good weren't they and then in the 07 08 postseason uh darren williams took over more of the scoring load he had 21 points boozer had 16 uh boozer also had 12 and a half boards and three assists darren williams had 10 assists and three and a half boards but he also had three and a half turnovers per game as well. And Darren was playing forty-two minutes a game. That is Nuts. crazy. Nuts. And then one more. The Sloan, though Sloan had to roll with those guys. Oh, he had no bench. Didn't have a great There's supporting no cast, bench, man. It was bad.
1: Off the bench, the starting five was good, but off the bench was suspect.
2: Three eight six two text. And why is Audrey trying to work in the phrase "hot take" a little extra lately? Because it seems like whatever I say is a hot take to you people, including you, Eric, because you make it a hot take, and then uh, people all just start bagging on me. Sorry,
1: I thought you were talking about hotcakes. I was getting hungry.
2: You are You are so disappointing. Warm butter. 3486 text in, favorite series 2018, round one versus the Thunder. Seeing Joe get under playoff PG skin and Ricky taking over in a game. Super fun series. Also seeing uh, Paul George and Russ. Lose was satisfying.
1: Uh, I will add to that: seeing Carmelo Anthony lose was satisfying. Dude,
2: that was such a bad transaction to pick him. That up. was because the that Jazz went so
1: south. Quinn Snyder was so smart and savvy. Anytime Melo was on the court, we're oh. switching, we're hunting for Carmelo Anthony, and they never had Donovan. Coach Donovan never had an answer for it. Do
2: you remember? It was so bad. It was so bad. That in late or no, I guess like in the second half, I'll never forget this. George Yang catches the ball on the left of the wing, dribbles all the way to the right of the ring, gets a screen, just so he can get Carmelo Anthony. George Niang <laughs> wanted an ISO on Carmelo Anthony know, it's and like, then got a foul. Layup. Anybody else want to turn? Why like, Me, 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 let me try. And, and I remember Joe's in the corner just standing there laughing. Joe's laughing. That was unreal. That and, and then, by the way, and then Billy Donovan by like game four is like, you know, maybe I should actually sit him more. Yeah. And just took him out. He like, just took him out. Just, late and in the game. Play. Yeah. And he pouted and he was yeah, so Carmelo upset. was upset. He was angry and he blamed Russell Westbrook for it. That was a really, really good. T- and there was fights almost every game. I think if you look on a YouTube clip, Eric, there's 11 minutes of technicals and fights and pushing and shoving from that series alone. I'm not joking. There's 11. Minutes and eight seconds of it.
1: See, this team right now, they don't have somebody either- on the roster yeah. that's going to do no, that. They'll no. mix it up.
2: Jay Crowder was that guy. Jay Crowder. Joe Ingles was, was that guy. Oh, yeah, dude. They were decking anybody and everybody who was coming their way. It was, oh, that was good basketball. Three, four, eight, six. Good call. Great call. Um, I, uh, man, most clutch player in the postseason. You said Darren, right? I'll say Boozer. Yeah, I like that.
1: I, I think I would agree with the dude, Darren in fact, Williams. I'll
2: say Boozer was more clutch than Carl Malone. Oh, I wouldn't go there. I would. Carl Malone choked in the finals. He wasn't that good in the NBA finals. But Carl Dennis Robin gave his head to the finals. Okay, but you do we we're we we're playing Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. Like Did that, that
1: other the 90s
2: Jazz had to go through some tough teams in the West too? No, dude. They like on It was David Stern's baby boy, Kobe Bryant, and the Lakers. It didn't – look at the free throw disparity in the 08-09 postseason against the Lakers, and it is disgusting. It makes you want to throw up. The free throw disparity between Kobe and the Jazz alone made you want to throw up. They couldn't get a call against Kobe Bryant.
1: But they had to go through Shaquille O'Neal, and they swept him. In uh, '98, well,
2: that, was, that was Kobe's rookie year, though. So it was oh, Shaquille dude, O'Neal no. and Nick Van Exel. Oh yeah, Derek that Fisher. Yeah, that's that's high level town right there. Nick Van Exel. That's
1: uh, David Stern's babies. Rick Fox, movie star handsome. No, because
2: remember Jordan was still in the uh, Jordan was still in the. Uh, well,
1: that's true. He basket. was he was as the favorite child. As long as Jordan child.
2: won, they didn't care we came out of the Western Conference. As long as Jordan got the win, they didn't care. I still stand by that. By the way. David Stern might have been a good commissioner, but he also rigged a lot of series to make sure they got the ratings they wanted.
1: Right, because the you know, San Antonio Spurs were everybody's favorite team. After to watch. Jordan
2: left, they had to find somebody else, mm. and, and they of did, course, and Kobe. Of course, they yeah, Kobe. Tim
1: Duncan was so big, dynamic personality. Let's let's attach our wagon to that guy.
2: No, dude, they were just waiting for Kobe. <laughs> Dude, okay, the King series when that series went That's seven. A, we've
1: we've gone the rounds on this. We don't need to go I'm, through it again. God, I hate you, dude. <laughs> so right. okay, so we're we're gonna take a time. We're to take a break. We're gonna get into our Friday five best. We're gonna think about the this. five best playoff series uh for the Utah Jazz. Um, I've got an honorable mention. I've got my five, but I have an honorable mention. <laughs> of course.
2: You you always have an honorable mention, <laughs> well, man. I have to. I uh, Don't forget, Daryl's Appliance Spring Sale uh, starts on Saturday, April 23rd, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in beautiful downtown Benson. Uh, you can join them to celebrate Daryl's biggest sale of the year. Enter and win a... Is it Beko? Beko? Four-piece kitchen set? They have... Two new truckload of scratch and dents, price to move, refreshments, including Daryl's homemade root beer and Betty's famous barbecue hot dogs.
1: I've heard about those famous barbecue hot dogs.
2: Financing available, save an extra $400 off six GE appliances, save $250 or an extra $250 off four GE appliances, Or save an extra $50 off two GE appliances. When Daryl's has a one-day sale, you know it's going to be huge. Again, that will be April 23rd, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in beautiful downtown Benson. You can call 435-752-9022. We're going to take a break. Come back. We'll have our Friday Five Best, and we'll have Eric's Honorable Mention, which I guess is now included. (laughs) It's the full court press. What do you think the genuine level interest from Quinn Snyder was of the Lakers?
1: Well, look, his memory of being in L.A. was with Kobe Bryant. If I'm Quinn Snyder, I'm looking at what's going on there from leadership to ownership to personnel. And I, I get it. Some people want to walk into those situations feeling like it's broken. I can come in and fix it. I mean, there's a few guys that go through there that have been able to bounce back after yeah. having a bad experience.
0: Weekdays from 4 to 6. 106.9 FM. 1398. The Fan. Does your employer offer you seven weeks of vacation each year? Do they offer four day weekends after three 12 hour shifts? If not, you're working at the wrong place. This is Scotty with Homestead Cabinet and Hiram. You heard me right, seven weeks vacation, four day weekends, three day work weeks. Homestead Cabinet and Hiram is the place to be. We need good hard workers who are humble and curious to work in one of the most technologically advanced shops in the nation. If this is you, go to homesteadcabinet.net slash careers and apply today. This is Jay from Daryl's
1: Appliance. Are you building or remodeling? Let us help. At Daryl's, our custom appliance specialists are here to help you select the best appliances. Your shopping experience will be easy and painless. Let us take care of the planning, selection, and installation for you. You can have it all and save a lot of money on your luxury kitchen package with Thermador's 1-2 free program
0: and Daryl's Builder pricing. Nobody knows appliances like Daryl's. West on Airport Road.
1: Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays and 5 on Saturday.
2: seven five zero five one five one
0: the Aggies jazz high schools even the Pee Wee's t-ball team it's the full court press on sports talk radio the fan
2: full court press Eric Francis and Ajay Salves in Utah Jazz game one tomorrow in Dallas 11 a.m. Mountain time you can hear that game here on this very station on 106.9 the fan David Lock Ron Boone will be in Dallas to call that game tune in and uh if Jazz can get a game one win over a no-Luka Doncic Maverick squad, should be a good one.
1: Let's hope so. Uh, this the you know, Dallas has shown that they can win without Luka on the floor, but certainly he makes a big difference. Uh, Maxi Kleber could be one to really watch to see how uh, he fits in. And uh, if they try to go small, I know that's a big running narrative, but... That is a problem for the Utah Jazz, and how does uh, Rudy Gobert deal with guys that will try to draw him away from the hoop?
2: All right, Eric, you ready for your Friday 5 best last honorable mention?
1: I don't I don't have to men- include my honorable mention. I'll oh, leave yeah. it out.
2: You have to because, Drake, I got an honorable mention. Now you have to say it.
1: No, nope, you don't want it. No,
2: Eric, I didn't say that. Oh, my, I did not say I didn't want it. You're making fun of me for no, having an honorable I'm mention, so I'm going to take fun it of out. of you. I'm not being a bully. I would love to hear what your honorable mention is. Go ahead, Eric. What is your honorable mention of the Utah Jazz Friday Five Best Series? Before Playoff you do the, f-
1: the fancy music and stuff?
2: Oh, yeah. You guys want to do that? No. We haven't done this forever. Dude. I know. It's been a little bit. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I got to find it, dude. I don't even know where it's at. Oh, there it is. Friday Five
1: Best. Hi.
0: Here now is my favorite story of the week. The Friday Five Best on the Full Court Press. Long weekend, baby.
2: All right, Eric, you happy? Go ahead. All right, my honorable
1: mention, Friday Five Best. Okay. 2018, we've been talking about it. Jazz beat the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder four games to two. That's an honorable mention. We've already detailed some of the fun reasons why that was a fun series. But uh, that's not part of my top five, though.
2: All right, Eric, give us number five for you.
1: Number five for me, 2010. Jazz beat the Nuggets four games to two in the first round. Carmelo Anthony, you know, the Birdman, Chauncey Billups, J.R. Smith, Kenyon Martin—they were just big talkers. Uh, they they were tough. They would get after you. Uh, remember, they ran commercials like Nike ran commercials in Salt Lake and featuring Carmelo Anthony. Like he loves Utah. It was so weird. But um, that was a fun series to just put them in their place and see the Jazz win that one with Boozer and Wesley Matthews, Paul Millsap. But uh, that's
2: number five on my list. So that was actually a really good series. Uh, probably one of my favorites is based on the amount of trash talk that was going on. There was a lot of talking on that court. And I, I know we're going to say this a lot during this whole entire segment, but that was a physical series too. Yes, yes, there was, it was. I mean, there were some people. I a think, lot of trash wasn't talk. Wasn't that the series where the Birdman screened Darren Williams? And like, like hurt his wrist. Like it, it was a blowout. And Darren Williams and the Jazz were winning. And Darren Williams is jogging down the court with Ty Lawson. And then Birdman just puts an unnecessary screen on Darren, and Darren <sighs> lands awkwardly, that. and he hurts his wrist. And we, I mean, it was like a big deal the rest of the way. Um. Yeah, all right. Uh, number five for me, Eric, is kind of a. I mean, it's an interesting one. Let's go back all the way to when the Lakers and Kobe Bryant rookie year faced the Utah Jazz. Look, the Jazz have not got the best of the Lakers as much, not even close, especially as of late. Yes. But, boy, they got Kobe Bryant, and I think this is the only series they won against Kobe Bryant, if I'm not mistaken, Eric. They didn't win another series against Lakers and Kobe Bryant the rest of the way.
1: I believe you're correct. I'm just looking through their history, and other times that they faced the Lakers, they lost.
2: Yep. They never beat Kobe Bryant again in a a five- or seven-game series. This one, they win four games down. Of course, it was the two famous air balls from Kobe Bryant that everyone talked about after. Uh, But this was a series where the Jazz really just kind of flexed their muscle because, I mean, they'd been to the NBA Finals the year before. Everyone said they're too old, too tired. They couldn't do it again. They dispatched Houston uh, four games to one. They beat the Spurs four games. I mean, they... The, but, yeah, they beat, beat, I guess they beat the Spurs. They got this right. Beat the Spurs four they games to Rockets one. Three they to beat two. the Rockets three to two. They beat the Rockets three to no. two. They beat the Spurs four games to one. They beat the Lakers four games to zero before they lost to the Bulls in the NBA Finals. Like They flexed their muscle in that second year and that second round of the NBA Finals appearances. That was one of the better series uh, just dominating the Shaq and Lakers.
1: All right, number four for me. I'm going back a little bit further in time. 1994, okay. Denver Nuggets. Oh. So I got back-to-back Nuggets series here. But number four on my list, uh, that that Nuggets team featured Dikembe Mutombo, uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Raif, uh, or Raouf, excuse me. Uh, the Jazz, they won the first three, then they lost the next three. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my gosh, they're going to squander this huge lead. And Denver seemed to be getting more and more momentum every game. Mutombo, more dynamic. But in Game 7, Carl Malone, 31 points. And uh, what stood out to me, looking at some information here, the Utah Jazz in that Game 7, two for four from beyond the arc. As a team, attempted four three-pointers. Four three-point attempts for the Utah Jazz in a critical Game 7 in 1994.
2: Uh, number four for me was going to be the... Uh, 2009-2010 series against the Denver Nuggets. They won four games to two. There was a lot of just heated basketball being played, and it almost became where the fact that J.R. Smith just got in his own head because he was so frustrated with Matt Harpering. He was losing his mind because of Matt Harpering, and Matt Harpering was beating him up on the uh, defensive side of the ball. And they were just running Chris uh, crisscross screens and cuts. You know how Jerry Sloan is, and I mean, you had you had. Denver Nuggets just screaming for moving screens, screaming on illegal screens, and uh, nothing. George Carl obviously was the coach of that team. Uh, that was a talented team. Alan Iverson was actually really good that year for the Nuggets, and people forget about he played for that team that year. Ty Lawson was awesome. JR Smith wasn't bad. Chris Burnman was psycho. Kenyon Martin could not. I mean, Carl's boozer ate him alive because Kenyon Martin had such an attitude problem, he couldn't keep his composure. That was a fun series. I actually went to game three. I think, no, no. I went to, I think it was maybe game one at home or game two at home uh, where the Jazz won in a blowout. Uh, so it might have been game two. But yeah, fun, fun series for me. That I, number four, 2009, 2010, Nuggets uh, Jazz. All right,
1: number three. I'm going to 2017. Not that long ago. Uh, to, this is a team that uh, started to get back into the playoffs with Quinn Snyder. Uh, Gordon Hayward Joe Ingles Rudy Gobert uh, Young core there that was developing uh, They uh, go to the Clippers It's a back and forth series Gordon Hayward gets sick uh, Rudy Gobert hurts his knee But uh, Joe Johnson Just was the hero ISO Joe They just didn't have an answer for him He just started warming up and cooking And then that game 7 was just so fun And so fantastic The people would go to Wikipedia to change the information there about who owns the LA Clippers. They take out Steve Ballmer and put Joe Johnson. Uh, That was so fun, such a fun series for the Jazz and to see like we've seen them like growing and maturing and getting more and more competitive. And it was this exciting period of time where they were coming back to being a good uh, team and uh, uh, a a team that could threaten into the playoffs again.
2: Number three for me is going to be. 1987-88, 1987-88, Lakers, Jazz loses, won four games to three, but this was the mm. defending champions, the LA Lakers, and the Jazz team, who had just beaten a pretty good Trail Blazers team three games to one, was told that they had no shot, absolutely none, zero zilch, and competing with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Kurt Ramos, and the LA Lakers, they took him to seven games. Uh, they lost game 1, won games 2 and 3, lost games 3 and 4, or sorry, uh, games 4 and 5, won game 6, and then lost game 7 uh, inside the uh, forum in L.A. But, boy, they got a lot of credit from that one in that series. And I, uh, I still, there is a, uh, there's a video that's shown, and Jack Nicholson actually goes over to Frank Lane and shakes his hand and supposedly tells him, like, hey, great series which I thought was pretty cool, like Jack Nicholson shaking Frank Layton (laughs) 10. But that series really kind of brought who the Utah Jazz were and who they were going to be the rest of the way.
1: Great, great choice. John Stockton had 29 points, 20 assists in that game, five steals. Uh, Malone had 31 points, 15 boards. Bobby Hanson, you remember that guy? Oh, yeah. 16 points from him. Thorough Bailey poured in 16 off the bench. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. All right, number two on my Friday Five Best, five best Utah Jazz playoff series. 2007, after uh, taking care of Yao Ming and Tracy McGrady in seven games, the Jazz advance, and they face the Golden State Warriors, and they win that series four games to one. There was such excitement about this team getting past the Rockets, um, but there was extra drama there because um, you know, that was a Golden State Warriors team that was trying to talk smack and, oh, we're going to dunk on you and do all this crazy stuff. But it was actually the Jazz who were in pretty much control. But Derek Fisher, remember, they had the uh, health scare with his daughter. He takes flies to New York to get her checked on. He flies back to Salt Lake, gets off the plane, goes to the arena, gets his jersey on. Walks in, sits down, and immediately Jerry Sloan says, Get in the game. We need you. And he makes a big shot and just turns the tide to uh, – because Golden State was starting to build some momentum, but the Jazz end up taking care of business and winning that series four games to one.
2: All right, my next series is going to be the uh, the series versus the Nuggets, the, uh, the older version of the series where the Jazz and Nuggets in 1990. I just lost it, dude. 94. 94? 94. 94. Thank you. Uh, remember this. Roger Pack was really good in that series. Rodney Rogers was really good. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the, there's a Rodney Rogers game in here where the Jazz are, I think, up 12. With like f- I think it was less than a minute left. And the Jazz turned over the ball three straight times on three straight inbound passes. And Rodney Rogers hit two straight threes. The first two from straightaway. The third one was in the corner. And I don't remember what game that was, but it was in Denver. Hmm. Roger Pack also had a big game. This team was coming off a confident series when they just beat a heavily favored Seattle Supersonics team in the fifth game of that series. Remember that.
1: That was the famous finger wag, that was the finger wag. on the ground. That's when
2: Do- yeah, Dikemik Mutembo was holding the ball and emotional after they beat the Sonics. Yeah,
1: because Denver kind of came out of nowhere to yes. make the playoffs. Yep, The Sonics were heavily favored.
2: And remember, as you mentioned, Eric, the team was up, what, three games to none? And then lost the next three games. No team had ever blown a 3 old lead in any sport in major sports. And so the Jazz were about to become the first one. They end up winning game seven, of course, at home to beat the Nuggets. That's uh, my next one, uh, the Nuggets in 1993-94.
1: My number one Utah Jazz playoff series, 1997 Western Conference Finals. They ran through both LA teams, only lost one game in the previous two rounds. They beat the Clippers, then they beat the Lakers. Uh, then they turn around and they face the Houston Rockets in the Western Conference Finals. A team that was loaded, that was coming off of, um, you know, had uh, won some championships and, and uh, you know, was still trying to get back there with some veterans, but the Jazz took care of business. That famous John Stockton shot at the buzzer. Uh, it, <laughs> sad, I Charles Barkley, bumps, man. Kenny Smith. Uh, that was a good Houston Rockets team. But the Jazz, uh, after being down a little bit in that, fought back. And that sent them to the NBA Finals for the first time. And that was so exciting.
2: Oh, it's one of the best things ever. So fun. Absolutely one of the best things ever you could ever imagine uh, was Utah Jazz. Um, still one of my favorite things ever. In fact, hey, you know what, Eric? Let's do it. Uh-oh.
0: Stockton, open three. Hit it! John Stockton sends
1: the Utah Jazz to the NBA Finals. Russell, the Stockton. Stock for three. Stock! Stock!
0: Got it. Unbelievable! John Stockton! John Stockton! It's over! The Jazz win it! Utah goes to Chicago! Stockton hits the
2: three! It's over! The Jazz are coming to Chicago! They've won the West! So good that every single announcer lost their voice. <laughs> Hot Rod Hundley on the call. Greg Gumbel on the national television call. Brent Musburger as well on the radio call for national radio. Um, just... Pureness. like, And here's the best part. So I was doing a podcast when I was working for the Utah Jazz Radio Network, and I had David James on. He was sitting right behind the hoop where Stockton hit the three. He was right there. Uh, and he says as soon as he let it go, two things. As soon as he let it go, he, David knew it was good. David, uh, David James had already stood up and was getting ready to sprint on the court because he already knew it was good. Second thing, he said that place was deafening. For the whole entire night, that place was absolutely deafening. And he said, it was, honestly, you could, it was pure silence. They, and he said, it's so often used a cliche of you can hear a uh, pin drop. He says, you really could because for, for 47 minutes and like 57 seconds, it was just, you couldn't hear a thing. And then all of a sudden, Stockton three goes in and that whole entire place just went speechless, stunned. And he said it was one of the best sounds ever hearing like just nobody. Uh, So cool What a great call Uh, And then finally My number one I'm actually going to go To the 2017 Clippers-Jazz series Look The Jazz had not been To the playoffs Since the 2015 series Or 2011 series When they got swept By the Spurs Four games to none Uh, Then they had those Dark ages of Tyrone Corbin Quinn Snyder comes in One year They nearly make the playoffs And then the next year They take on the Clippers They win game one As you mentioned Rudy Bear goes down People don't talk about how good Derek Favors was in that series. Derek Favors he was, true. was you so saved them flipping good. With Rudy's absence. Oh, my gosh. He was incredible. Gordon Hayward. They didn't have an answer for him. No. No, absolutely not. Blake Griffin went down, by the way, I think in game four. Um, Gordon Hayward got sick, right? Gordon Hayward got sick with food poisoning, eating at a sandwich place. Um, and then you had the George Hill Bank in three in game one. Joe Johnson's, of course, ISO game winner. And then they go back. I mean, they lose Game Six in a like poorest manner. Chris Paul just eats him alive. Heard that before. Game Seven, go to their place. Jazz sprint out to like a 15 point lead. Uh, Clippers cut it to I think seven, and Boris hits a uh, Boris D out, hits a three and one. Just pretty much takes the whole entire win out of it. Uh, it was supposed to be Paul Pierce's farewell ceremony. Nobody cared. Nobody wanted to be there anyways. Uh, but, uh, man, that was easily my favorite series because I was just so enthralled by watching, um, like, Rudy Gobert really sound out in the series, even though he got hurt, came back, mm-hmm. was really, really good. Derek Ferris was great. Gordon Hayward was the easily the best player on the Jazz team by far and away in that series. Joe Johnson was clutch. George Hill's experience was amazing when they needed it. Just a lot of great playoff experience, and, of course, they got their butts handed to by the Warriors in the next round, but still, that Clippers series was pretty awesome.
1: So you you didn't have that '97 Western Conference f- final series at all in your top five?
2: No, I didn't because I knew you would pick it, and I no, wanted to go different. it's not about what you think I'm going to pick. You do you, it. No, you, you d- pick what you, you think do it were it the best pick, no, you series do for the Jazz. Six. You do the Pick Six all the time. It's the most obvious pick. I'm like, hey, Dolan Mitchell's going to have two and a half points, and you're like, oh, uh. you did not even put it, it in, in your top go, five. I go over, and you're like, uh, under, and I'm like, what the heck are you doing? You did not even put I it in your top different. five. Make, oh, make another reason not everybody to be your number picks, one. Everybody picks a series. Go be different.
1: Look, in that championship game, or in that final game against Houston, Hornacek had 18 points. Tag had 16 points and 14 boards. Uh, Brian Russell had 15 points. John Stockton had 25 and 13 assists. And Carl Malone had 24 and 11 boards. That that was your starting five for the Utah Jazz. Hey, d- they did it all. No help whatsoever from their bench.
2: That was the Rockets. But the game? starters
1: did everything. No, this was the uh, Western Conference fi- uh, Finals beating the Houston Rockets. Yeah,
2: but that was the Rockets. So, and that was Game Six, right?
1: Yeah, game winning game or game.
2: p yeah. dude. Do you know how good Oster series. tag was in that Game Six? Game. Like, Oster and that, he fouled out, right, with like a minute, 45 seconds left. Yeah. But he was so good versus a washable on that night. I thought he handled it really, really well. He was good. And do you remember Eddie Johnson's three at the buzzard in Houston for, like, game four? Do you remember that three straight away, catch, turn, shoot, hit it, and then uh, Stockton, of course, answered with his own three. I just, I love my favorite part. I think Eddie Johnson said it. he was on the bench, and he said as soon as Stockton let it go, he was already halfway to the locker room. <laughs> and it was the greatest moving screen ever by Carl Malone. The greatest yeah, illegal a, screen ever as you could possibly say.
1: Yeah, but they beat you know team with Charles Barkley. He had yeah. a good game. Clyde Drexler had a monster game. Uh Elijah won sixteen and eleven. Yeah. Eddie Johnson was big off the bench. That was that was fun. Some great series for the Utah Jazz over the years. Uh, if you, if there was a series that stands out to you that we didn't mention, I would love to hear about it because there have been some good ones over the years for the Utah Jazz. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. if you want to chime in. Uh, and uh, give your previews or predictions for the series uh, against the Dallas Mavericks as that's getting ready to start tomorrow morning. Uh, but we also need to talk about Major League Baseball. Jay, we're a little over a week into the regular season. And some teams jumping out to a a good early start. Is it fool's gold or are they for real? But before we do that, I just want to remind you about Mountain West Motor. We appreciate them being the sponsor of the program. Uh, 615 North Main in Logan. Great variety of of vehicles on their lot from SUVs, trucks. uh, They've been customized. So it's a unique vehicle experience that you're going to find when you go there. Or you can even search it online if uh, you don't have the time to get there in person or if the weather's got you down and you just want to do it from the somewhere where it's dry, you can check them out online, mwmotor.com. That's Mountain West Motors at 615 North Main in Logan.
0: Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's kind of been a year. It's been tough not being able to fully reach our you know, potential. I don't agree with anybody who thinks, like Anthony Davis, Everybody's everybody wants us to lose. No. Most people, they want you in the playoffs. Who possibly could have seen all these injuries coming? That's right. Everybody. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, <laughs> 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. You lead a busy life. When do you have time to get your vehicle serviced? Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan can help. They're now open on Sundays to better serve you. If life is too hectic during the weekdays and Saturday is crazy like normal, go see them on Sunday. Get your oil changed and they'll also check other fluids and recharge your AC. Stay in your car while their trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Open seven days a week across from Angie's. Your friends at Cache Valley Ear, Nose and Throat, the Allergy Clinic and the Hearing Aid Center are moving to their new location at 2245 North 400 East North Logan this week. Appointments can still be made and the Providence office will be open. Doctors Benyon, Blotter and Robinette along with the entire staff look forward to welcoming you to the new office location on Monday, April 18th. Please be patient as Cache Valley Ear, Nose and Throat staff will be moving this week. The new location will be open Monday, April 18th. Appointments can still be made, and the Providence office will be open. Go to CashValleyEnt.com for details. This is Ryan. My mattress. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with online bed-in-a-box mattresses. If value is the combination of price and quality, these beds are not a good value. They cost about a thousand dollars, and they last about three years. That's not a very good ratio. At My Mattress, you can get a seven. $199 Sealy Posturepedic that will last you 10 plus years. The best value is at my mattress. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? It's happened to us all. Red punch, nail polish, coffee or paint. This is towel with Northern Utah Chem Dry. What you don't realize is using your own methods can potentially lock in stains within the carpet. ChemDry's patented stain removal solutions have successfully removed stains all over Cass Valley. If we can't get it out, no one can. So next time you spill, call ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. Utah. 435
1: My name is John Brenchley. Last year, my father, Lynn, passed away. Our family misses him tremendously. From the first phone call we made to White Pine Funeral Services until he was laid to rest, White Pine helped us every step of the way. The staff was there to guide us through the entire process.
0: They were kind, gracious, and their facilities are
1: amazing. White Pine helped to make the difficult situation of losing my dad into a positive experience where we could remember him and celebrate his life.
0: White Pine Funeral Services. The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
2: Full Court Press, 106.9 The Fan. we got some updates on Regent Spring Sports. Eric, what you got?
1: So, a doubleheader going on in Garland. Bear River hosting Logan. Bear River dominated Game 1. I didn't see the final, but the last I had seen, it was like nine to nothing in the first game. They're in the middle of the second game now. And they're in the uh, second inning, and already Bear River has a five nothing lead over Logan. I know uh, Skyview and Green Canyon were also they're also doing a doubleheader today. Uh, a lot of these teams trying to get games made up from the weather earlier in the week.
2: All right, Eric, let's get your playoff predictions. Who uh, gets out of the? Playing games tonight. We'll start with that.
1: Well, uh, Cavaliers off to a good start over the Hawks. They're up fifteen to six um, early in the first quarter. Uh, I, uh, I want to pick Cleveland, so I'm going to stick with that.
2: I'm going to say Atlanta. I just think they'll they'll get out of their funk here. All right, Clippers Pelicans.
1: Uh, this Paul George thing is bothersome. Uh, that he's not available for them, and I, the way the Pelicans played the other night, man, I have a hard time a picking confidence. against them. They're very balanced, hit you from multiple angles. I'm gonna go with the Pelicans. I think I said uh, Clippers earlier. Their role players have won a lot of games without Paul George, but I don't know. I, I'm i I'm just gonna go with New Orleans.
2: I'm gonna go with the Clippers for the very same reason you said earlier. They got role players. Terrence Mann. Uh, Reggie Jackson still there. I just still think they're a problem. I like the Clippers in that one. And
1: Norman Powell's a good player too, and he's going to be available. So that that, that should help them.
2: Uh, let's go through just a set of tomorrow's games in the NBA playoffs. Game ones coming up throughout the uh, uh, throughout the day for you. We'll uh, tell you these times and such right now. Uh, well, maybe if my computer will work. There we go. Uh, we'll start with the one thirty game: Minnesota at Memphis. Minnesota obviously won their uh, their game against the Clippers and find them a reward to play the Grizzlies. Uh, Eric, how long does this series last, and who wins it?
1: I think it's the Grizzlies in five. Okay. Minnesota uh, might get one in Minnesota because it's exciting having a playoff game in Minnesota, but I think it'll be the Grizzlies. It'll take care of business in short order.
2: I'm with you. Grizzlies in five. Toronto, Philadelphia, 4 o'clock on ESPN. This is the, by the way, these are all Mountain Times. Eric, who do you like? Uh, I'm
1: going to go with the 76ers, but I think this could be a long series.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So you like what? Six, seven? Uh, uh I'm going to go 76ers in seven. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. I like the 76ers in five. <laughs> I do. I, I think they take care of business pretty quickly here. Okay. And the capper for Saturday nights, it will be on ABC, Denver Golden State. This one is going to be an absolute gritty, fun series. Uh, potential MVP of the NBA versus, well, a team that's won three championships in the last seven years. Eric?
1: This is going to come down to Steph Curry's health. How much will he be able to play? If he's good to go, the Warriors in five? That may be stretching it. I'm going to say Warriors in six. I'll say Warriors
2: in six. I'm going to say Nuggets in seven. Ooh. I I just... I like the. If Jamal Murray and Michael MP Jr. come back, that could be scary, scary news for the, uh, for the rest of the crew. And then on Sunday, we have leading off, let's see here. We don't know who's playing the Heat yet, but I like the Heat, whoever in four. Uh, Net Celtics 130 on ABC. Eric?
1: I'm going to go with the Celtics. I like the Celtics, but I think this could be a longer series. I'm going to go Celtics and six.
2: I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, Nets. No, I'm going to go Celtics and seven. Actually, mm. I'm going to go seven. Bulls, Bucks at four thirty on TNT.
1: Bucks in four and a half. <laughs> uh, I, I think the Bucks could easily sweep, but Bulls probably get one. So I'll say because Demar DeRozan's awesome.
2: So I'm going to say Bucks in five. Suns versus we what do What's your prediction? Oh, sorry. I got the Bucks in four. Okay. Uh, Suns versus either Pelicans or Clippers. Anything? Suns in five. Yeah, I like Suns in five as well. Finally, Luka Doncic and the Mavericks will take on the Utah Jazz. Well, without Luka Doncic, I guess. Eric, who do you got? I'm going to take the Jazz in six. Okay. And I like the Jazz in five.